Welcome to the Sparkle Shamelessly with Lainey Love podcast. I'm your transformational host, Lainey Love Dalby, and I'm on a mission to free human spirits to sparkle shamelessly and step into their authentic power, including you, beloved listener. On this podcast, we're gathering fireside from around the globe for monthly interviews, storytelling, spiritual teachings, and sacred practices with style, sass, and the sacred. Come on over to LaineyLoveDalby.com for more spiritual and leadership development resources. And now, on to the show! Hello, beloveds! We are so thrilled to be with you here today. And I want to invite you to take a moment to visualize that we're gathering in our virtual sacred circle now from across the globe for an intimate fireside chat with one of my dear soul sisters and fellow Scorpios, Melissa B. And I just invite you to breathe in all of our beloveds that are circling around and nestling up next to the fire and allow yourself to fully arrive here now into this deeply sacred container. And maybe take a few deep breaths. As we truly land, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, welcome. And I'm deeply honored and grateful to have Melissa beaming into the Soul Sparkle Sanctuary with us today. And Melissa has really spent her entire life exploring the boundaries of science and eco-psychology and spirituality. And the more she learns, the more she appreciates how blurry those boundaries can truly become. So whether she's working with children or families or adults, animals, plants, or the unseen energies of the natural world, she seeks to use the power of ritual to enhance our sense of sacredness in everyday experience. And in addition to presenting and offering workshops, Melissa is the co-creator of the Sacred Isle of Bees and the creatrix of Isla Tree. And I truly cannot wait to share her unique medicine and soul sparkle with you today. So welcome, sister. Thank you, Lainey Love. I'm so excited to be here with you and with everyone in the hive. So each moon cycle in Sister Hive, we are working with one of the 13 pillars of the sacred art of sparkling shamelessly. And this month's pillar is deep nourishment for all with the theme of Earth Mother's Abundance. And last time on the show, I spoke with herbalist Liz Neves about connecting with earth medicine. So today, I'd love to focus in and talk with you about the power and magic of working with animal medicine, but especially the bees, Melissa, because I know you have such an intimate relationship with them. So I'd love to um, invite you to share, to begin with a, a bit about your revolutionary journey that really led you to your sacred work and connecting so intimately with the bees? Hmm. 
Well, as many spiritual things in my life, um, it came to me through a dream. And I hadn't been working with bees at all. Um, however, I woke up in the middle of the night and wrote down bees, bee box, May 26th. And I went back to sleep. Uh, next morning, went about my day, didn't even think about it. And uh, later that year, I ended up getting bees, getting them installed in, in my, around my home. And my partner uh, looked at me and said, oh, it's like your dream. And I was like, what dream? <laughs> so I had to go back to my dream book. And I was like, oh, my goodness. They, they let me know. I didn't even think about it until um, they came into my life. And my life was changed ever since. Um, I, I became um, very aware of their energy um, as soon as they were in my life and started to follow along that path and seek out people who had similar views of looking at bees as a sacred being and less of um, how, do I, how do I get something from them? You know, let me get their honey. Let me get this. You know, let me let them work for me. Mm. And um, so I've met a number of wonderful uh, people who work with bees, whether they call themselves sacred beekeepers, um, whether they call themselves bee advocates. There's a lot of, of uh, reworking of, of words right now around the bee world, um, which is, as you know, is very important to re reword, reframe. Um, so it's lovely to see that. And uh, so that's kind of where my journey, you know, has, has kind of gone along. Although my biggest teacher, of course, is, is the bees themselves. That's really where I, I try to spend my time in terms of learning, um, learning the teachings of bee. Mm, beautiful. And, you know, with that idea that it came to you in a dream, that really speaks to you working with the unseen realms and how, you know, spirit, goddess, universe, however you like to identify, really communicates with us on so many different planes if we are open to receiving that information and that wisdom. So with the wisdom, I would love to hear any of the sort of major insights, since you said the bees themselves are your teachers. What are some of the major teachings that you've received from them that have really landed in the core of your being and changed you for the better? I think the first one that comes to mind when I think about bees is full presence. Mm. And I think that that leads into many of their other teachings, um, such as the good of the hive, the good of for everybody, uh, the idea of living life as a prayer. But it starts with presence. It starts with they're, they're not thinking about what they're doing tomorrow. They're not thinking about, you know, how they're going to get food, to, you know, in the next few minutes. They're, they're thinking literally about what they're doing at the moment. Mm -hmm. And they're just being, you know, it's, it's simply just being. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a hard place for humans to get to. We have so many distractions around us. Um, some self-created and some external for sure, but they're always present. So to find that sense of presence really requires work. It requires work, but the bees show us it can be done because even with their distractions, we're, we're distracting them from their sacred work. We're with pesticides 
you know, with different types of GMO foods, um, with moving them around from location to location and not letting them settle in, not giving them the food that they need, taking away their food, but they are still managing. They're struggling, but they're showing us the opportunity of where we can grow. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, that, that's such a, a powerful testament to mm. what happens when we allow ourselves to be present to the animal medicine as well mm. and what can come from that. So mm -hmm. I, I'd love to um, ask if you have any recommendations for our listeners to help them reconnect to that magic and power of animal medicine themselves to become more mm -hmm. present with animals and mm -hmm. Because you know, that's an aspect of Earth Mother's abundance. Mm. We're lucky that the wild animals are willing to work with us in so many ways. Mm. Um, the biggest thing for our opening to their medicine is remembering that we are animals, right? Yeah. We have stepped away from that connection to our animal self. But if we allow ourselves just that, even that few moments before you go outside, before you go for a walk in the woods, on the sidewalk, by the river, wherever you are, allow yourself that moment to say, I, I am an animal. As, it's saying something as simple as that. Taking that breath, I am an animal and I'm opening up. So when you go on that walk, wherever you are, you've made that connection to those animals around you. They're there always willing to talk to you, willing to communicate with you, willing to just show up in your life to remind you of something. But it's you that needs to be open, right? We're the ones that need to be open and remember. Again, they're in their presence. They're in their state of presence. We need to get there to make that connection. Mm. So just reminding yourself, I am an animal before you go outside can make a huge difference in terms of opening up and sending that energy out there that I am open. I am like you. I am you. Mm, yes. So powerful. I think that reminder in terms of the earth mother too, it's like we are her and she is mm -hmm. us. We are not separate, you know, the earth, mm -hmm. the body, the blood, the bone, the stone, it is this merging. And mm -hmm. so that's such beautiful wisdom to offer and share. And since so many of us have been disconnected from our wildness, from mm -hmm. that instinctual, wild, primal self, especially mm -hmm. as women, you know, in our cycles and how we connect into the moon and connect in to the great all that is, the tides, literally our bodies are moving in sync. And so many of us have forgotten that and it's been crowded out in mm -hmm. our modern day world. So mm -hmm. just opening and remembering is so powerful. Mm -hmm. so thank you for that. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So I know that, you know, sort of staying close to the sacred is mm -hmm. such a central part of your own work and mm -hmm. really staying focused on the heart of what matters most each day, which is why I really wanted to have you here on the show today. Mm -hmm. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about how do you do that? What are mm -hmm. your ways that you choose on a daily basis to show up and stay close to what is sacred? Mm -hmm. 
I like to bring short, small, everyday rituals into my life. I think there are times and places for long rituals, you know, for that inner, I'm going to be here for a while. However, I find to stay, to get those smaller reminders here and there helps me. So for example, one thing I do is I put a glass of water out in my window in my southern exposure overnight. And that absorbs the moon energies. And so when I wake in the morning, it's the first thing I do. I'm just taking that glass of water, but in that glass of water, not only am I taking the water element, I'm taking that moon energy, that night energy. Mm. And I'm uh, learning from uh, David Abrams in his book, Becoming Animal, uh, the idea of what night is, right? It's just the word we have for shadow of the earth. So I'm okay with taking in that shadow of the earth as well, because those shadows are simply other places. Um, so taking in that light, taking in that shadow, and um, that's what my one of my morning rituals to kind of just bring me to that sacredness right away as soon as I get up. Mm. Beautiful. So powerful. And that book is definitely on my uh, list of upcoming books to read. So thank you for that. Uh, yeah. That divine wink. <laughs> Maybe go to that one sooner than where it is on the list now. Absolutely. It's a great one. So, um, you know, I feel that, you know, that that's such a powerful practice that you do every morning. And I think something that can happen, you know, in in the journey is that there's so much, we're inundated with so many options and so many choices and, you know, so many opportunities to forget who we are. So I'd love to ask you what you feel is the most important wisdom, especially for us as women to heed today in this world that is filled with such deep disconnection and soul loss and this fundamental malnourishment you know, almost like what would the bees do, you know, as like a, a daily way to show up and remember? Mm -hmm. I think that we as women need to forge ahead. I think that idea of, if you think about the chariot, the battle wagon in terms of tarot, right? you can control those energies, you know, those horse energies in terms of the cards, but you, you're not controlling them saying, I'm going to take you here. You're basically standing there with no reins. And we as women need to do that same thing. We need to stand there as women, you know, not as individuals here and there, but as women as a whole, knowing that we're moving forward and trusting that because within us, within our DNA, we, we provide that connection. We provide that nurturing. So the very thought of where we want to move forward is where we need to go. We have that connection with the earth mother and that divine masculine is beautiful as well, but we need to bring that divine feminine up and out to show the way. You know, so that that active force of that masculine, that divine masculine, you know, has that partner. We need to step into that partnership and, and, and get that sacred relationship back, which is something that bees do model for us. 
you know, if you think about many people, when they think about bees um, in the past, actually, they used to think of it as a male hive um, before science kind of came in and said, oh, there's this science and, sa and sacred uh, spirituality that works together here. But um, but when science said, actually, there's a there's a queen bee and everybody said, oh, my goodness, she does everything. She's in control of everything. But that's not how it is. The queen bee is in service to her hive. It is actually the women, the, the worker bees, what in, in old terms of, of beekeeping, which now you, you have different words for, um, but you, the, the maidens of the hive, let's say, they're actually the ones that are deciding. Mm -hmm. You know, do we need more nectar? Do we need more pollen? Do we need more females? Do we need more males? They're the ones that are choosing the size of the cells to, do, to so that the queen bee knows, hey, I'm laying a drone, drone egg or I'm laying a, a maiden egg. So it's the women that have that inner wisdom. And we just need to step into that and move forward. In, and knowing that that energy of, of moving forward is with us, that earth is with us animals are with us the plants are with us everyone is there working with us we are supported and we are held just need to move into that mm. and, not be scared. and not be scared of each other mm. so beautiful yes absolutely and i love the idea of the queen bee being in deep service you know that she's the ultimate radical sacred servant i really learned that from you and you know, it's in Sister Hive, that is very much, you know, the queen bee is the sacred feminine that we're all mm -hmm. in service to, that rising, that returning, that melding, and that collaboration and cooperation. Absolutely. So, you know, I guess one of the things that I would love to ask as a follow-up to that, you know, is that the world that we're living in is in such a state and old story and illusion of scarcity and separation. So, and, you know, and isolation and loneliness, you know, like so many of us in this world are coming from that place because of the systems that are really, uh, are really at bay, right? Are, you know, in action right now in our world, these patriarchal systems that aren't serving this greater good. And so what do you believe the bees have to teach us about divine abundance and about that collective power to co-create and dream a new world into being what do you feel that they have to share that actually helps to really highlight the truth of sufficiency instead of that lie of scarcity and separation mm -hmm. i think the teachings there from watching the bees and the beehives is there their sense of connection hive to hive. Mm. So when you imagine a hive is, you know, one area and you imagine, um, you know, a radius of about four miles out is where those bees tend to go out and forage. There's exceptions to that, of course, but as a general rule, we can kind of, we'll, we'll take that, we'll accept that for now. Um, so if you think about that four mile radius around this, beautiful thriving being of light who is full of love those bees have in in that four mile radius other beehives 
And mostly because we set them up as humans, because we're like, oh, well, we want beehives here. So we're going to have 50 in this one area. That's not perfect for bees. Um, however, those bees still are able to go out. Even if there's 50 in that one area, they will go out. They might travel farther. They might be right on the same flower with bees from another hive and they're working together, still doing what they do, still making that prayer with that plant, being the love system of those plants, right? Love, love from this flower to this flower. And from that, they create those seeds, which are tomorrow's flowers and tomorrow's medicine. Mm. And they still continue to do that regardless of how many bees are there. And they bring that food back to their hive and those medicines back to their hive. And along with those medicines, bringing back what the plant's desires are and the plant's dreams are. Mm. And they can make their hive match what's needed to, to balance the amount of food that's around there. Mm. So we don't see that, right? That's on the inside. Our senses are always connecting to something that is unseen. So what's unseen to us is all of that inner workings inside of that super being of the hive. They've made those decisions. They've determined, hey, there's not enough food for this many, so let's make sure we have only this many. Um, so they're, they're making those decisions so that all of those hives can thrive as best as they can in that environment. Mm. And if a hive doesn't make it due to typically a human's either, you know, too many hands or too many poisons mm. or um, practices of raping the queen bee, for example, with by putting artificially inseminated, inseminated her, mm. um, then there is no source of sadness. There is, we cannot be here. We perish as our last prayer. Mm. So that there is that balance and they are so much a part of that, that there is no sense of having more, having less, you know, am I competing with you? Am I competing with you? It is, it is simply be. There is no me beehive to you beehive. It is, we are a bee. We provide love for the earth, period. You know, and that's, that's that divine feminine as well. As a whole, it is not what, you know, what can I do better than you? It is as a whole, we provide for the earth, this connection of nurturing, of holding everyone, no matter what they look like, no matter, you know, the differences between us as women, that's our place to hold. Mm. Thank you so much. And isn't that such a beautiful testament to, you know, it's not about a hierarchy, right? Mm. It's really about everyone coming together and standing in their unique medicine and their unique gifts mm. and their unique contribution, their soul sparkle. Mm to yes. be able to be in service to the whole and really living as a manifestation of divine love in the world. 
you know, what a beautiful model they are for us to be true light workers and, Mm -hmm. and really bringers of love in all that we do. Mm -hmm. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, the idea of love currency is something that I talked about in um, one of the chapters that I wrote in the New Feminine Evolutionary book series. And it's like that love currency, they are in that flow, offering their love, receiving love, doing what needs to be done in service to love. Mm -hmm. And it's so, so powerful. Mm. Thank you. (laughs) So is there any final things that you would like to share with our podcast audience today, um, you know, that is coming up for you right now, maybe as a direct transmission of the bees through you or any of the other powerful animal medicines you work with? I think the message that comes up is that if we connect with that animal selves of ourselves, those wild animal parts of ourselves, meaning we become nature, we remember we are nature, that we are recreating the world every day along with the bees. Mm-hmm. along with all of the other animals. So our, our message, our medicine can get out there in a much more direct and efficient way if we can connect to that inner animal inside and redream with them. And they are waiting for us and they are willing to hold us as well. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Ah, the bees. Thank you for this delicious transmission, this sweet honey nectar to truly feed us today. And just deeply honoring you and this work that you're doing in the world, sister, and really connecting and helping us to remember and helping us to return and helping us to truly step into our fullness and remember who and what we are you know, which is nature, which is stardust, which is connected to the great web of all life. We are that. And so that is the whole essence of the sacred revolution. So may the bees continue to help lead and guide us on this revolutionary journey. And thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, sister. Thank you, Lainey Love. Thanks so much for joining us for the show today, beloved. If you want to hear more from our guest today, join us in Sister Hive, where you'll receive a masterclass from her and so much more. Additionally, you can find out more about her at melissabnaturalmagic.com. And remember, trillions of years of evolution and revolution led to you. It's time to remember who you truly are and why you're here at this most powerful time in human history. It's time to allow your full spiritual magnificence and the raw truth of who you are to come forth. It's time to be lit up and turned on and blazing true because the world needs your unique soul sparkle now more than ever. So remember, Someone out there needs you. 
Are you willing to finally come out of hiding and live your life so that they can find you? I'll leave you with that question for now, beloved, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. If you enjoyed the show today, please share it with your beloveds and come on over to laneylovedolby.com where you'll receive a free Soul Sparkle starter kit so you can begin your own journey to ignite your revolutionary potential today. 